Popheads, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Welcome to issue 63 of 3BZ Presents, the TomCast Podcast, also known as Popcast. I am the Christmas mayor of this podcast, at least. My name is Tom. And welcome back to the podcast with all of your love and heart. All the love in your heart makes more sense. Sure. Roger's here. I'm back, guys. He's back. All right. And he wasn't really gone, necessarily. Just no. I was just floating around. I mean, you were in Portland for a little while, but that's, that um, was, you know, that's that was a while back. I was in the ether, you know, floating around everywhere. Ooh, so ethery. Yeah. You're ethereal. One might say. One might say. <laughs> and hey, listen, we're all back together again. We're ready for the holidays. Why don't you join us on social media? You can follow the show at TomCast underscore podcast on Twitter, at the TomCast underscore podcast on Instagram. Email me, TomCastPodcast at gmail.com. And finally, you can head over to over to, over to uh Join Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you can hang out with super cool members like the Aspen Hill Chody and the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard. Nice. And guess what? What's that? They're welcoming the newest member of the Pophead Nation. We have another. We have another. There is another. There's been a disturbance in the force. <laughs> and our newest member, please welcome... Jeff Nail, the Bay, the Batman of Bay Park. <laughs> he's also the co-host of the Ringing Ear podcast. Yeah. He's, he's been on this show a couple of times. He's a good guy. I love that man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, now he's an awesome Patreon, which means I probably should get him on the show again at some point. Probably. <laughs> I'll make sure he thinks he's getting his money's worth. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, finally, before we get the show started up, remember, subscribe to this podcast. Give us reviews on, on the I, Apple iTunes and all those various formats to do those kind of things and, and it helps spread the word about the, the wonder and merriment that exists on this podcast. On the 3B Zine presents the TomCast podcast. Podcast. Podcast podcast. Well, guess what, Roger? What's that? We're back at one of our favorite locations. We are out in the world <laughs> and uh, we're at Deaf Brewing in, in uh, Linda Vista Bay Park area, San Diego, California. Yeah. It's a nice, uh, mild December evening. Very nice. Very you know, nice. I don't want to uh, insult any of our listeners who may be in other parts of the country. It's a, it's a tad chilly by San Diego standards. Yeah, chilly by San Diego. But uh, I'm still wearing shorts. Yeah. Huh? Though there was debate if I should wear the shorts <laughs> because I was like, well, it's a little chilly and the sun's going down. It can only get cooler and colder. It's true. He wanted to go shortsless. But I mean, let's be, let's let's be honest. Uh, uh, pants are my kryptonite. Sure. And I have been told. <laughs> by uh, females that I'm not related to mm-hmm. that I have nice calves. Well, that's always a plus. So let those babies <laughs> out. You know, you, you, can't, you can't cage them. Let the calves see the sun. <laughs> so many calves. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Roger, you're back. What, what, uh, what, uh, what, are you, what have you been enjoying in the world of pop culture lately? Like, what's, uh, what's got your attention right now? Oh, man, so oh, much. time out before you answer that. What are we drinking? We have the same beer right now. Yeah, we have a great beer. We, we sure do. We have the... Uh, I believe it's recently released, the Du Belgique. Du Belgique. Uh, which is a very nice Belgian devil. Um, as always, you know, brewed great to style. Uh, nice little sweet esters on there. Very, very nice drinking. Yeah, and, and a Belgian double is one of those beers that, for me, is just, just pairs well with this holiday season that we're yeah. in. Uh, again, I know we're not having real winter. Sure. <laughs> but it's, it's wintry enough. Yeah. It's winter for us, damn it. <laughs> yeah, and, and even when it's not, we like to pretend, so we have to sure. have the Belgians right now. Yeah, it's definitely a, a Christmas-vibe beer. That's know? right. And, it fits uh, the, the season. 
They whip up some nice Belgian-style beers here at, at Def Brewing. Yeah. So come on down, check them out, and uh, come come on a night that we're down here. Hang yeah. out. We'll have a good time. Well, I'll put good. you the mic. I don't know. I'm not scared. <laughs> I mean, unless you're like a racist. Then then we'll talk. Yeah, we'll yeah. Well, yeah, we probably won't talk. Actually. Well, I mean, we'll let you talk, <laughs> but then we'll just cut it all out. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God, we're never doing that again. <laughs> Shit. Oh, uh, fuck it. Let's, let's talk about the show. Let's, let's get into... Oh, into really, we were talking about you. Uh, yeah, I tell, guess so. Tell us what you've been up to. Sorry, my friend. <laughs> a little about me. Uh, no, yeah. Uh, let's see. Lately, I mean, there's just been so much stuff. I mean, we're going to cover a lot of it. Trailers, movies, TV shows, and video games. Even All got some video stuff. games today for everybody. Yeah, everything. So, it's going to be great. We came, we came back together. We reconvened at an awesome time. <laughs> right before Christmas break. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> when no one listens to podcasts. <laughs> well, I hope I hope we can break that tradition. <laughs> well, we'll see. I mean, I'll, I'll, I will at least listen to the show. Yeah. I, I don't know if anyone There's else. There's going to be at least two listens on this episode. <laughs> it's a good thing I don't check our ratings. <laughs> oh boy. Well, let's 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 talk about it. I mean, since we've, you know, even there wasn't a there, there was news happening when we, when we weren't doing news shows, sure. but. Since we kind of have been talking about you know getting us back together this week, yeah, uh, trailers have been dropping like oh, yeah. like it's 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 like a snowstorm of, of trailers <laughs> in San Diego and the world. Yeah, I guess so. So let's talk about the first one up. Let's talk about Black Widow. Black Widow, dude. Yeah, I uh, that one caught me off guard. I had no idea that trailer was even coming. Um, but yeah, no, definitely it was really solid. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be more of like a, almost like a spy thriller type thing, right? So it's bringing uh, maybe some lesser known characters uh, yeah, into the Yeah, some lesser known characters for which, sure. Which is kind of cool because we're, we're treading area that's not too commonly seen, even in Marvel standards. And uh, we're going to get to see some of our first interpretations of some of these characters, like Red Guardian. Okay, let, let's just put it out there on Front Street right now. Red <laughs> Guardian steals this fucking trailer. I think and so. And I'm assuming the movie. <laughs> David Harbour is yes. fucking straight fire yeah. in, in, in this trailer. Which, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading the casting, I'm like, David Harbour, okay, Red Guardian, yeah, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. But then you see it. Then you see it. And you're, oh. He is the god of dad bod. That's what we're doing <laughs> with Red Guardian in this movie. There you and go. it fucking rules. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love every part he was in that trailer so <laughs> yeah it, it's tricky i mean obviously the uh the the russian child kidnapped by the government and turned into a, a super assassin super spy mm-hmm. is not like new ground sure for for movies especially recently there, there have been a whole slate of these kind of films yeah out. yeah i feel like that. Uh, but uh, i mean black widow is kind of sort of the originator of that genre to begin with mm-hmm. so it only makes sense that we're kind of finally jumping into it sure but we're also getting the marvel spin by having characters like red guardian sure, yeah. in the flick yeah, yeah, and uh, you know the trailer it wasn't. It was very heavy on the action, not so heavy on the plot. So we don't really know necessarily what's going sure, on. Sure, yeah, that's something I noticed. But we're gonna, we're gonna get the first uh, on-screen, you know, MCU version of, of of Taskmaster. Yeah. Which I'm really excited about. Taskmaster, I can't say it right. Taskmaster, Jesus, <laughs> is, is a is a fantastic character who, mm-hmm. at least in the comics, has the ability to, uh, just by watching you fight once, he knows all of your moves, all of yeah. your tricks. So he's a very formidable vil- formidable villain in the sure. comics. Whether he retains that ability in the film remains to be seen, but he will. St- I'm sure he will still be formidable in one sense or the other. Sure. Yeah, I'd I'd really like to see that interpretation and uh, 
kind of how they would work that in there, you know? It's, it's kind of the uh, whole Amazo thing, you know, where you got right. that character that just can copy all your abilities, and he's basically now fighting you one-to-one. Right. So you no longer have an advantage. It's just whoever can use the ability better. Right, so. and did, did you have, do you happen to know offhand what character uh, Rachel Weisz is playing? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I want to say she's playing Madame Mask, but I'm going to double check that right now. So you vamp. All right. Tell I us important things. Important things. Let's see. From the trailer, <laughs> um, Black Widow's in it. Ooh. It's pretty cool. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Which, she's the Black Widow. I mean, no, one of the crazy things is that, you know, this is obviously going to be a prequel movie. Sure. And yet, she's still in such great shape that she can pull off a prequel. She's character. one of those those phenomenal actors who uh, doesn't seem to ever age. Exactly. I'm like, you know, she's, she's like in a, she must has have access to her own personal Lazarus pit. Yeah. That's yeah. my theory. She found the fountain of youth, dude. It's crazy. So, it's really cool to see her in there without like the CG de-aging that they've done to every other, you know, male actor, which is kind of funny, you know. Uh, so that's going to be really cool to see, you know, and I'm curious as to see which other Marvel characters we're going to see in this movie. I felt like they weren't giving us too much in the trailer. They weren't really going that far into, uh, you know, any other characters or any plot points, really, which is good. I want to be surprised. I want to, you know, see something without the whole thing being ruined by the trailer, which is unfortunately something we see a lot these days. But uh, I hope we kind of move away from that and you know, go back to the surprising days where it's like the trailer was just kind of okay. That looks interesting, and then you see it, and you're like, "Whoa, I didn't expect any of this." No, a hundred percent. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a good watch. No, it. it I was I was I was personally pretty impressed by the trailer. Uh, I I don't want to say I had like low expectations, but I wasn't. You know, it's a Marvel film, and Marvel sure. films are always at least good. Yeah. <laughs> so. I have to kind of be cautious of what I was going to say here. I was excited about a Black Widow film, but I wasn't holding, going to hold it to, like, Avengers standard. Sure. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I honestly didn't know what to expect from it. I knew it was happening, but I'm just like, I have no idea what approach they're going to go to. And uh, it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. So we'll go from there. Any any news on uh, Rachel Weisz? Uh, yeah, apparently the Meta Mask stuff I read was all bullshit. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's that's unfortunate. But uh, uh, it, it sounds like she she might actually be playing a Black Widow character too. It sounds like the Black Widow might be more of a title. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's something to inherit mm. because as as we saw in the trailer, oh. you have Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow character, sure. but they're bringing in the uh, Yelena Belova character, who's also the Black Widow after. Natasha leaves Russian service. Interesting. Um, and it kind of sounds like they're being very vague about. Ugh, yeah, I mean Marvel that might be on mysteries. purpose. You know? it, it may be on purpose, but it, it would be interesting to see Rachel Weisz kind of as like the Black Widow that Scarlet replaced. Sure. Perhaps. So, yeah, that could be a thing. Yeah, we'll see. How, we'll or see maybe how she's like the trainer of the Black Widows. You know. Yeah, that could be also be a very big possibility too. But it does make a certain amount of sense that Blackwood is kind of this honorary title. Sure, yeah. So, all right, so the, the Madame Mask thing was garbage. Yeah, well. <laughs> We just proved that very quickly. Debunked. Or else I just, uh, I just bought into nonsense <laughs> and repeated it on the podcast for no good reason. It happens. It, it happens. does. It certainly does happen, especially on this <laughs> podcast in particular. Oh, right. well. All right, let's get to the next trailer in the list. Let's talk about Wonder Woman. 
Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Oh man, that what, was a great what, trailer. Yeah, I, I. I mean, I was I was into this flick before because sure. the first Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I became invested. Sure. Yeah. There was a lot of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. A lot of lot of a uh, good credit was in goodwill yeah. was earned in that flick. Uh, I, I, I have talked in the podcast how it wasn't crazy about the third act. Mm-hmm. I, that wasn't my favorite yeah. when it turned into like a big CG monstrosity kind of thing. <laughs> a little bit. A little but bit. it was never a, it, it was never like a mess. It was like, sure. the story was still coherent and, and okay, I, I get it. We just it just got a little messy. Yeah. But it was still a really good flick. Mm-hmm. So the goodwill that, that, that Gail Gadot and, and Patty Jenkins earned on that flick, I was a hundred percent interested in this film. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 with the rest of the world, have been rewarded. <laughs> yeah. Because that is a great trailer. That was amazing. The instrumental Blue Monday alone <laughs> made me lose my shit. I'm like, oh, no way. They're playing this throughout the whole trailer. All right, it's on. <laughs> it is on. And like, they are, they are embracing that 1984 oh, yes. period piece. I'm waiting for, like, uh, you know, Wonder Woman in some kind of, like, you know, pantsuit with shoulder pads. <laughs> Not that she needs it, but, I mean, this is very 80s. It very much is 80s. But, uh, you know, it seems like everyone else was very 80s attire. I mean, Steve Trevor, who is back for some unknown reason. For Yeah, back for, you know, reasons, like yeah. paychecks. Yeah, sure. Uh, he had a fanny pack, which is... He uh, sure did. Pretty stylish. You on, know? A, on that cute little Captain Kirk fanny of his. Um... <laughs> Yeah, no, and uh, you have um, Kristen Wiig. Yes, thank you. Yeah, you have Kristen. You have Kristen Wiig. <laughs> I was like, that's the only other female they really showed in the trailer, so it's probably that one. Well, I don't know why I blanked on her name. Oh, it happens. Uh, but you had her uh, being much more serious than I would have expected. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious as to see her take on the character. I, you know, I wasn't sure what they were gonna do. Obviously, obviously she's playing. Uh, I forget the name of her normal identity but she's going to play the character who becomes the cheetah Cheetah, and that's going to be an interesting transformation and I was curious if they they would kind of play up her pre-cheetah identity for Mm. for laughs but no it does not look that way at all no not not so much it's given me kind of the uh, Selena Kyle Batman Returns vibes Mm -hmm. you know where it's like she kind of has this one persona and then she adopts this other you know more cat-like persona yeah now we we, (laughs) I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but we did not catch a glimpse of Cheetah at all. Not as Cheetah, no. no. I think there there have been some images released mm-hmm. where uh, I'm not not too thrilled about what I what they have shown, just because it seems kind of like she just looks normal with some Cheetah print stuff on her, and I'm she like, just had like some hot pants with some Cheetah print. It looks like college girl Cheetah cosplay, kind of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh, oh my, yeah, it's uh. What I want to see, basically, is I want them to fully embrace the craziness that is a human cheetah hybrid. <laughs> you know? like, I just want them to go all out. Like, I don't want yeah. them to be like, oh, no, let's keep it realistic. Uh, a cheetah person is kind of weird. It's like, no, just go for it. Barbara Minerva is, okay. is cheetah's alter ego. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, so, so she's a Barbie. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, uh, we, we just kind of, again, it's, it's, it's really a teaser because it's not coming out for a while. Not till next summer. Sure. Summer? I think that's right. Uh, might, be, might be spring. June 5th, 2020. No, nope, you're right. 
that's <laughs> definitely a summer. <laughs> and again, you mentioned it before. Uh, Chris Pine back as Steve Trevor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty Jenkins at the the con the in Brazil yeah. was very adamant that it's not a trick, it's not a gimmick. Mm. That this is Steve Trevor back it for actually is him. Okay. Reasons. All right. Well, we'll see. I, I, I'm I'm curious to see what these reasons are. I want to kind of see how this plays out. I I was a big. I really enjoyed the rumors mm-hmm. that this would be the introduction of Martian Manhunter. Oh. But you know. It, kind of taking on that persona just so he can kind of get Wonder Woman on his side initially. Sure. Um, But at the same time, I've I've kind of seen what they've done with with Martian Manhunter and the Supergirl show, (laughs) and I can't say I'm a fan. Yeah. So. Maybe give him some time to breathe. No, let let this play out. You you had a funny scene with Steve Trevor where they're walking through the parking, they're walking out of that building, and and, uh, Diana says something along the lines of, like, everything's art nowadays or whatever like that. And Steve starts looking at at, at something, and uh, (laughs) Diana tells him, like, oh, that's a trash can. (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And there's something about Chris Pine that I just enjoy. Sure, So I'm happy to see, like, whatever the reason is, hopefully it makes sense, because I I do enjoy his dynamic in in the film. Uh, Also, I did have to ask you one part of the trailer. I was like, oh, Mm. I'm not sure I've ever seen that before. Yeah. That would be Wonder Woman swinging with her lasso from lightning bolts. One might say she's riding the lightning. Oh, shit. Which came out in 1984. Fuck. Oh, my God. (laughs) James was there. He saw. Yes. Oh, my God. That was the inspiration for Metallica. (laughs) Fucking Roger just spoiled the entire movie. Yep, there we go. It's actually a movie about Metallica's origin. It's not about an electric chair. It's about Wonder Woman. That's about song. Fuck, now I have to change the intro to the song. The intro song for this episode is getting changed now. I have to use Metallica and potentially get sued by Lars. Yeah, well, you know Thanks, what? Roger. Jesus Christ. That's that's what he does, but you know. I mean, uh, he, already, he already put Napster out of business. Now he's going to put this podcast out of business. Great. But, yeah, that was, I saw that and I'm like, what's going on here? No, I had to rewatch it. Come on, I was like, is that, I like, are, are we getting some CG trickery going on here? I mean, other than the fact that obviously it's not real, but. Like, is it one of those things where they're showing us one thing, but in the movie it's actually something else kind of thing that we've seen done more so in Marvel movies? But yeah, uh, Marvel definitely known for like the fake outs. And the yeah, trailers. but I'm like, are they are they going that? Are they trying to hint at maybe a invisible aircraft riding among those lightning bolts, or you know, what are, what are we getting at here? Right. So. Who knows, but it was a badass shot. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll, we will find out in June 2020, apparently. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. that I am, too. I'm really, really excited. I, I've been dying. I, I guess dying's a strong word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've been really, really interested to see this trailer because sure. I wanted to see if they could kind of pick up mm-hmm. the, 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 the threads of success that they laid in that first film. I, that that sure. first one of the movie is really strong. Yeah, yeah, and I, I want to see them kind of take advantage of that. Yeah, and apparently, according to Patty Jenkins herself, mm. she has the story for three. Oh. So, you know what? I mean, let's keep this train going. Assume, sure. Assuming two is good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, we have no reason to doubt that it won't be. Sure. Yeah. I mean, one was excellent. Probably the best DC movie up to that point. Yeah. I mean, if you're not convinced by Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman by uh-huh. now, like you're you're clearly just on a hate train. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there's nothing to dislike about her. She she's just got so much charisma. Yeah, on for top someone of just... that fucking gorgeous, yeah. she seems just like really nice and friendly. Yeah, right. Which maybe she isn't, I don't know, but she at least portrays it in the films. That's what matters. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, we're stoked on that. We're stoked on Black Widow. Comic movie is gonna be a big deal next summer. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Next trailer. Dun, dun. The one that made the, the, the podfather, Cody Thompson, shake with anticipation. Yeah. The Ghostbusters trailer do- dropped. The new, the sequel, directed by Jason Reitman, mm-hmm. son of Ivan, the original director of the first two Ghostbusters flicks. Yeah. Now bringing us, essentially, like, Ghostbusters is the, ne- the next generation in a way yeah. that makes a ton more sense than some of the other proposals I've heard yeah. for a Ghostbusters 3 that kind of, you know, launches the next generation of Ghostbusters. This yeah. looks dope. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, the best way I could describe it, it's, it's sort of a hybrid uh-huh. of Ghostbusters, which we know and love, mm-hmm. Stranger Things, which sure. we know and love. And why not put the two things together? You know, if it works, it works, you know? It, it, it's a strong trailer. Yeah. You know, uh, Curiosity is peaked. It's, um, you know, and it, it embraces the legacy of the original series, sure. original characters, but it's going to take them out in, in a new direction. I mean, we're okay, we're not in New York City. Yeah, that's, we're that's out probably in the, the country. biggest switch of anything. It's just small town vibes as opposed to the big city, you know? And, and uh, clearly, these are the grandchildren of Egon Spangler. Egon Spangler, yeah. And that's fascinating. Yeah. Like, what made Egon move to the middle of nowhere? Uh, was he was he investigating something? Was there something going on? There's there's a ton of mysteries. Sure. You know, but it's it, it's, it seems to kind of lean to the lore. Yeah. Paul Rudd is in it, which instantly sells a million tickets. Yeah, we, we love Paul. He's, He's the best. Guy. He's the best. You have the, you have the Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things himself. Yeah. Stranger Things in a Stranger Things inflicted ghost in Ghostbusters movie. <laughs> like this all makes sense. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean. And the the young lady they 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 cast as his sister. Uh-huh. I mean, like she looks like a, like a female Egon. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. She, she fits the role. So, I was super excited when I saw the trailer. I mean, I, it just every shot. You know, they didn't force feed you nostalgia. They dripped it in at the right places yeah. you know it's like alright who are these kids they keep talking about their grandfather their grandfather passed away immediately you think okay this is a brilliant way to acknowledge that you know Harold Ramis is no longer with us and that's how we're going to maintain his legacy as a character without you know having him there and you know just they, they do the shot of you know her looking at the jumpsuits with the spangler on it even before that when they you know she's going down into that secret room or whatever and you just see all the mold spores and fungus collection (laughs) (laughs) and you're just like oh my god that's such a good reference you know but uh yeah i was i was super excited to see that no in in the the the, the scene where they they take the the ghost trap to to school and and paul rudd's teacher character is like oh cool replica like replica of what yeah which made me want to ask you a question because This is something that we have kind of seen recently in, in these uh, revisiting of, of childhood favorites. Sure. You know, uh, this was a big part of The Force Awakens when it, uh-huh. when it relaunched, where it's kind of like the, the events that we grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, the events of the first Star Wars trilogy for Star Wars in this sense, yeah. the events of the first Ghostbusters in this movie's case, are, are almost like mythology. Like, yeah. no one believes that they happened. Yeah. I, I, I think Paul Rudd takes his takes those kids to YouTube to watch old videos. Yeah, I mean it's wild. Yeah, like, yeah. Jesus, get some history books. What the fuck? What are people <laughs> teaching these people in school? 
yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I get it. In, in Star Wars, it seems like nobody goes to school. So mm. I guess that makes a ton of sense. Why yeah, no one knows like what it. happened. Yeah, people just live in space, I guess. But we are well aware that America has an education system as lackluster as it may be. <laughs> you would think something like a, uh, a, a rift between the world of the living and the world of the dead might make a history book or two. Yeah, one would think, you know. Or at least a cool documentary the kids could watch on the Netflix. <laughs> Very true. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yeah, I don't know. But that's, that is kind of like a, a funny take that they had. It's just like... If, if you haven't shown your kids, like, if they're kids in today's age, if you haven't shown them Ghostbusters, they would have no idea what Ghostbusters is, right? Like, I mean, we had the 2016 movie, but, like, other than that, the original Ghostbusters is probably not really relevant to today's era. You know? No, and, and I, I agree with you 100%, and I think that's why, after seeing this trailer, mm-hmm. um, I kind of thought this was the best idea yeah. for a new generation of Ghostbusters kind of film that I had heard because everything else seemed like, okay, the old Ghostbusters will show up and they're going to pass it on to like some 20, 30 something year olds who will do it. And like, sure. that's just kind of boring. Yeah. Get, get the kids, mm. get the young audience because yeah. we grew up with Ghostbusters. Yeah. You put a movie in the theaters for that's going to get a younger audience. Sure. You know, instead of just like a, instead of just nostalgia porn for guys like you and me, yeah, you're you're making a movie that incorporates nostalgia, but is based around a younger audience. Yeah, it's going to speak to a new group of people. And I think a new that's generation. really smart and really yeah. savvy. And you know, I've, I've I have enjoyed the majority of the films I've seen from Jason Reitman. Yeah, uh, it makes a ton of sense that he would do things in this way, where sure. he's thinking, he's thinking the long game. Yeah, you know, I don't know, I don't know, if, yeah, and I don't know if he has plans to make. You know, two or three other Ghostbusters films, but I think he's putting the. It looks like he's putting the series in really great position mm-hmm. to maybe go off and do some really cool things with. Yeah. That might skew a little young to a younger demographic, but if it honors the roots, I feel like the old guys like you and me, me in particular, <laughs> will will still be along for the ride. Yeah, no, I, I think it was a great approach. I mean, the first thing I thought when I saw the trailer was so focused on the kids was that little dude at home is going to love this. Yeah. Like, he's going to be there. Yeah. He's going to be like, I can be a Ghostbuster like these kids, you know? Like, I said the same thing, except my little dudes are, are dogs. So. <laughs> they might not be as thrilled about yeah, it. Not quite the same. I mean, I, but, uh, I, I wouldn't trust either one of them with the proton pack. <laughs> That'd get messy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, there's still one more trailer. No, that's it for trailers. Yeah, trailers were good, I think. So let me... Let me transition here a little bit because obviously in, in, in lieu of having you on the show yeah. uh, I've been filling my random time of the day whether it's like after midnight or before four in the morning <laughs> I've been recording uh, solo shows where we're reviewing the Mandalorian solo I like that but I've been talking to you about the Mandalorian yes, yes. so uh, why don't you share with our wonderful audience your thoughts on the Mandalorian Oh man, it is, it's everything I've wanted <laughs> for so long. It's, I mean, I, I think after each time I've watched an episode, because I know you're, you're on it like pretty much as soon as it drops, like I, for the I, most part. Yeah, typically on Fridays I go to work at 6 a.m. So I've so. been waking up around 4-ish to make sure I can watch <laughs> it before sure I go to work. Yeah, so I'll usually watch it either that Friday night or early Saturday. And, you know, every episode has been great, you know. I don't think I've had many problems um, with any of it. Uh, just the whole 
cowboy vibe it's got you know it's just it's so great and you know the whole you know lone wolf and cub aspect of it is is just such an awesome angle to take and i i definitely agree with uh the last uh, review you had where you were saying the episode is strongest when the characters are together yeah. when the mandalorian is with the child with baby yoda and that is something that they need to emphasize in order to keep this at its strongest because the show is its strongest when the two are like together and fighting off you know whatever comes their way you know just to see how he's protecting baby yoda and how baby yoda protects him well <laughs> and and you know I, I, my biggest criticism has been that uh <laughs> <laughs> his lack of protection of Baby Yoda is like starting to alarm me a little bit. It's like, Jesus, dude. Is he dead much? Uh, it, you know, it, it's tough because <laughs> I, I get it. I get the approach that they're trying to go. They, they're like, you know, my life is too dangerous. I don't want him to have to deal with this, you know. But at the same time, it's like until that threat is resolved, you can't just leave any loose ends. Sure. You know, you have to... You have to watch a little dude until you're sure, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that he's going to be safe wherever, you know, you end up leaving him. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I get that, you know, he wants him to be safe away from him because he attracts danger. But I think especially in the episode, you know, with Cara Dune, how he was just like basically thinking that the bad guys were tracking him. They were following him. But now he's like, no, no, no. They still have the fobs. They're tracking Baby Yoda. Yeah. You know, so... Like, like you were saying, we don't really know how the fobs work. And we that's need to know how the fobs kind work. of to the detriment because we don't know who's behind the fobs. If, if this is like a technology. I mean, it, it seemed like it was a technology that was like no longer really used because now they're just using, you know, the bounty pucks or whatever. Right. And, you know, when he said this is all, you know, in the first episode when he's like, this, this fob's all I have. You just have to follow this, basically. It seemed like he's like, you know, what is this? Like, I mean, we don't use these anymore. I, you know, not to be like critical of the bounty hunting profession but like if, if tracking fobs were a thing i think all of us would be bounty hunters because it sounds way better than going to work, work nine to five i mean it sounds depending on how the fob works it sounds pretty easy like is it's it like you like open you an app on your it? phone it's like it's like find my phone and you just yeah. follow it to the source <laughs> it, that's kind of what it seems like it just seems like it beeps the closer you get to it yeah I, you know again i not to go too deep because uh, if if, if, if you know, people have listened to those episodes. I don't. I don't need to re rehash all of my sure, thoughts sure, on sure. it. But you know, we need some more explanation on things. I'd like a little bit more, a little bit more plot. Sure. Because it it is kind of funny going from you know in, in lieu of doing these episodes with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the the Mandalorian and the Watchmen, and they make me very happy to talk about both of them. Sure. But as far as like plot dynamics and plot complexity, yeah. they are very different shows sure. to talk about. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm luckily, only luckily Mando, my my so. Star Wars nerdery fills a lot of the void. You know that does help, and uh, I, it is it is much awesome that you have that much background <laughs> knowledge in it. I mean, I only had you know small examples of like you know Boba Fett and the, the bounty hunting guild from like episodes. Uh, what was it? The the books with Jason and Jaina. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where where they would come across Boba Fett mm -hmm. like randomly and. That he would just talk about the bounty hunter code and that kind of stuff, and you know it was really cool to have those those references in the background. But um, yeah, I, I think there's a couple things that I'd like to see explained a little more. Um, I think they're purposely leaving it vague because they want so some too. mystery. But like for example, the last episode could have done a little more to explain a few things here and there. Um, I mean the fact that uh, 
douchey guy, whatever his name is, uh, basically crushed. Uh, I think it was Taco. Yeah, Taco. That was a thing. <laughs> Toro Taco or something like that. <laughs> Taco Toro. There you go. He, he literally crushes the thing. And he's like, oh, I don't need it. Like, okay, like, isn't the whole point of the fob that you need that shit to find your target? Well, like, yeah, because as was established in episode two, yeah. it clearly indicates movement. And that's how those Trendershans were able to follow the Mando and Baby Yoda through those little canyons. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't, uh, I, you know, we don't need do it. <laughs> but yes, overall, Mandalorian it. is excellent. I love I agree. everything. I agree. I know that sometimes in the reviews I come out a little critical. I, but it's only because you love it so much. It is. And it, 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 the criticism is not meant to tear it down by any, no, by no. any stretch. I'm, yeah, I, still I totally get that. eagerly await every episode every week. And, uh, you know, we're in the home stretch of that series. Sure. Yeah. We got we got three more, baby. Yeah. And Watchmen wraps up on Sunday, mm. which is, I know you don't have the HBOs. No, and I haven't been following it, but. But that's a fucking killer show. Yeah, whenever whenever you get the chance to check it out. Nice. It's, that is aces. All right. Let's. It says, let's tra- let's kind of transition into Star Wars, but into a different different genre. Yes. And this is a this will be the Roger corner basically yes. right here because uh, you've played the new Star Wars game. You yes. own it. Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, it's uh it's really fun. Nice. Um, okay. I mean, just just gameplay wise, uh, if you're big video game fans, uh, you know it's very reminiscent of a lot of other games. It's got um, a little bit of you know Dark Souls type combat. It's got, like, uncharted kind of big scenes that you're just walking through, and then the camera will pan back as you're just walking down, and you just see, you know, a giant Rex Star Destroyer in the background, and, you know, all these, these kind of awesome shots. And, you know, you're just, like, climbing up a rope, and you just see these huge ships just flying overhead. And you really get that sense of space and, like, how you're just a small guy in the Star Wars universe. So, I mean, just the, the intro to that game was great. Um... I want to say, like, the characters, I'm not 100% sold on them yet. I've only played probably maybe three or four hours of the game. I haven't had too much time to sit Jesus, down. Jesus, Roger, what are you in this podcast for? <laughs> all right, all right. Slacker. Maybe five or six, <laughs> to be real honest. But, I mean, it's, uh, the characters, it's still early. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of development there. There's this uh, little alien dude looks like a little balding alien guy i don't know why he looks that way but he's he's kind of annoying and <laughs> i'm just like uh, like i can tell it's like he's trying to be uh, you know he's he's not trying to be funny but i think they wrote him like he was supposed to be like funny but he's he's just really not okay okay <laughs> like uh, i'm like whatever and you know the main character cal he's just he's a little bland um, well he is a boring looking white guy i mean uh, you know it is what it is. I mean, I don't, I don't care too much about you know who plays the character. He, but look, he looks like Chandler being stunt double from Friends. <laughs> if Chandler did stunts. If yeah. Chandler did stunts, yeah. <laughs> Chandler was a Jedi in his <laughs> off time. But uh, but gameplay. Matthew Perry listens to this podcast. He'll okay. love that reference. Hi Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, uh, like like I said, I'm I'm not 100% sold on the characters yet. Um, the story so far is fine. Uh, I, I would say it's not adding a whole lot yet to the Star Wars universe. There's like early, early on, there's references that obviously they're trying to rebuild the Jedi Order. That's kind of what the whole thing's about. Um, you know, he gets caught because he uses the Force to try to save a friend, and there happens to be a, a scout droid just kind of <laughs> floating around the place. <laughs> it's it, it's, um, it's very interesting. I don't, I don't know if you've had a chance. I know you're not. Um, 
I, I won't. I won't say you're not a fan. I just don't think you've really watched uh, Star Wars Rebels. No, no, I haven't that, seen that one. There, there's a there's a prequel novel to that series, um, in which the oh, I'm blanking on the character's name already. The the, the Caden character mm. uh, is discovered in much the same way. And oh, right. uh, when I saw the trailer for the game, I was like, oh, I've seen this. I read this yeah. book already. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, and that was uh, that was kind of my first bumping up against the game. But I am sure. I am curious to play it. Yeah. Uh, how. Do you find the force powers to be well used in the game? Like, are they... They don't start you off with much. You're, you're very bare bones to begin with. You know, you can block, you can deflect, you can parry, and your only force power that you can use from the get-go is, like, the force slow. Okay. So, you know, you kind of do the, the Kylo Ren, just kind of slow him down just okay. by using the force on him, which is kind of cool. You can slow down a guy for a couple seconds and deal with someone else. Which is good, but uh, you know it does feel good bouncing back those blaster bolts right back at a stormtrooper. Sure. You know that that gives you the the cool vibe. You know. So like, do, do you remember? Uh, God, it's it's probably been like ten years now since the last one came out. But the the Force Unleashed games. Oh yeah, dude, I played the hell out of those. Same same here. I, I some I of my favorite games. Love actually. them. They were rad. But my biggest complaint, if yeah. I were to you know. Yeah do what I do and just to get super nerdy about these things yeah. you know because like they were trying really hard to kind of like fit those games into Star Wars continuity sure you know obviously the continuity prior yeah, yeah, yeah. to the Disney acquisition where they just wiped everything out and they ended up canceling Force Unleashed 3 yeah they ordered 66 of the legends they did but my, my, my observation I guess I would make was yeah. like we're playing these games yeah. in which you have the most fucking crazy force powers ever yeah and it's supposed to be like set before the time of A New Hope. Yeah. So when you get to Luke Skywalker's story and you watch him, you know, barely bat away bla- blaster bolts, you're like, well, what a puss. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, man, he couldn't even force pull the lightsaber. No, don't get me wrong, though. <laughs> like, the games are fun as hell to play. Oh, yeah. But where they fit into, into like, the context of the larger Star Wars universe made sure. no sense. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like just between, like, that level and when Luke was of age to use the Force, it was like... There was just a huge drop off in power level. It in was, the entire it was crazy. Universe. I mean, like you could grab stormtroopers, lift them up, and then launch them into lower orbit. <laughs> <laughs> you could literally make them explode into ash just by standing close to them. You know. I mean, you you essentially had like an infinity gauntlet. That's how powerful you were. Oh yeah, it was it was awesome. I love those games. The, the game is insanely fun. Do not you know? Don't, I'm not taking that away from the game. Yeah. I'm just saying like story transition, wise, transition from me. the Star Killer character <laughs> in the Force Unleashed into Luke Skywalker. You're like, geez, Luke kind of sucks. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. No, they, they, I, Force Unleashed is definitely one of my favorite uh, Star Wars video game franchises that was unfortunately killed by poor management. I don't know if you ever played the second one. No, I, I was just going to say, uh, much like the, the, the Boba Fett books I was a big fan of that, yeah. got, that were axed before they got to finish their conclusion, yeah. the Force Unleashed was the same way. Yeah. You know, two kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Like, the rebels have captured Darth Vader, and you're like, "Cool, what's gonna happen next?" Yeah, I don't know, nothing, because that game has been tabled. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty bad, and like, plus the game was like only like six hours long. It was insanely short. Yeah, there was literally and not four hard. Levels. No, not hard. The first game was much more challenging. Yeah, and obviously yeah. longer. But yeah, you're right. The, the second game, and I remember I I paid extra for like the collector's edition. Yeah, same here, and I was so disappointed. And I was like, "Oh, it's it's over. I beat it in like two days." I literally beat it, like, on regular difficulty and then went back and beat it on, like, master difficulty the next day. And I'm like, wow, that was disappointing. 
<laughs> I got like 100% yeah. in both of those games. Yeah, but yeah. I hear ya. So they're definitely two completely different games. I don't I don't think you're ever to that level that Starkiller was um, in, you know, Fallen I don't think Order. Anyone is. No, no, but <laughs> Even I mean Sithler's like, "Damn." <laughs> I mean, he, he was wrecking Vader. He was wrecking, you know, Sidious. He was wrecking just, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, all of them. All of them. All of them. There's no chance. Yeah, but overall, I'm liking Fallen Order for what it is. Uh, it's fun gameplay and awesome set pieces. I'm gonna. It, it, I think. I think it's on the Christmas list. I better make sure. <laughs> Double check on that <laughs> one. Yeah, if you can get it for for a discount, that would be the way to go, most likely. But. Uh, uh yeah that yeah. sounds good yeah yeah it's it's worth playing I think just uh just to see it got a feel <coughs> for it but uh yeah right on right on all right so another piece of news that just came out today is uh it's officially had a fork stuck in it Marvel Television Nomas is done is dead the the Jeff Loeb Helm division of Marvel Studios uh, that was doing the shows on ABC and Hulu yeah and then obviously Netflix yeah yeah previously. Is officially kaput. Uh, the end of it will officially be after this last season of uh, Shield Agents of Shield airs in 2020. Mm, so and they're gonna that, wrap that up. They are wrapping that up with one final season. Okay. Uh, there's a final season of Runaways that will be airing on Hulu, I think, later this month. Yeah. Perhaps January. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, that's it. Everything shifts over officially to Disney Plus. All right. So, obviously, you have Disney Plus. You're watching The Mandalorian. Yep. I have Disney Plus. I'm watching The Mandalorian. How much content are you enjoying on there? I mean, other than Mandalorian, honestly, I think it's uh, it's just been family movie night every now and then. You know, yeah. my, my girlfriend was super excited. She uh, she was able to you know watch Little Mermaid and like go back and watch this. And the cool thing is, is you know, uh, one thing I was worried about is like, yeah, we'll, we'll have this, but I don't know what the language support is. You know, because she sure. grew up watching them in Spanish, so oh, sure. you know, there's a little more nostalgic value watching it in the language you grew up watching it. Right. The great thing about Disney Plus, they have all the languages supported that they've uh, that they've dubbed it in, and all the subtitles. So you can watch it however you grew up on it, which is super cool. So she was really excited about that. You know, we were able to watch that. Um, I know she she was like she's a super fan of like rescuers, like the rescuer series. Oh my! Nice. Yeah, 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 super, yeah, yeah. Super deep cut on that one, but uh, yeah, I think she's been getting a good use of uh, of it probably more than I have, to be honest. And uh, the only thing I've been looking at is that I recently found out that Gargoyles and X-Men are both on there. They sure are. And I'm like, oh, that, uh, that opens the door to more things. They sure are. They, they have a good catalog of the Marvel animated stuff, which is great. Yeah, I, you know, because that was all, you know, it still hasn't clicked in my brain that that's all Disney yet. I mean, Gargoyles right. always has been. Right. But, no, you know. you know, and Gargoyles is one of the shows I yeah. want to go back to because... Uh, Gargoyles debuted at a point when I was still enjoying Disney animation. Sure. But I also was enjoying the presence of a, a female company. Yes. <laughs> so I, I watched the first two-ish seasons of Gargoyles, but then sure. I, I, I kind of missed the boat on the rest of it. And I'd well, love to go back and kind of finish it off. To be honest, I think the first two are the better two, and after that they kind of drop. And I still so. want to check it out. I think there's only three seasons, actually. As far as, far as new content on Disney+, Plus, yeah. you know, obviously I've been, I've been on The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, we recently watched the Noel film. Okay, with, How was uh, that? With Bill Hader and Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. And I, I find Anna Kendrick to be one of the most charming, adorable people <laughs> in, in, in Hollywood currently. Okay. Uh, it, it was 
enjoyable. Okay. It's not going to knock your socks off or anything, sure. but it's a fun holiday movie to watch with the family. Got it. So we had a good time with that. Um, so we, we haven't dived too deeply into some of the newer stuff. I haven't watched the Jeff Goldblum show yet. I've been wanting to see that, cause, just because Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, right. same. And I, I, obviously, as, as fans of the original animated, uh, the wife and I both want to watch Lady of the Tramp, too. Sure. But the time hasn't been there yet. Oh. So when I, when I have a spare minute, though, and I'm on the app, I've been watching, I've been revisiting specific episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars. Oh, okay. Uh, mostly episodes that have, that have to do with like the Mandalore crisis so that I, I can mm. talk about it on the podcast. That's true. Uh, and then something I haven't watched since I was a small, small child. <laughs> they have Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Oh, really? Where he's roommates with Iceman and Firestorm. <laughs> Not Firestorm, Fire, Firestar. Yeah, yeah. And, and this was my first exposure to Spider-Man. Wow. This is where I kind of got my love for the character and, and my kind of <laughs> fascination with the Green Goblin as a villain. Yeah. And yeah. The, the voice that they use in that... In that 1983 cartoon yeah. is kind of always been the voice of Green Goblin in my brain. <laughs> so revisiting episodes of that series has been kind of a trip because I don't think I'd ever seen them on any other streaming platform previous to, to Disney Plus. Yeah, so I don't think so. Right now there's there's a, a, a huge back catalog of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but obviously next year is the year when the new content is really going to start taking over. Once all those yep. Marvel shows start getting up and launching. Yeah, you know, I think that's what I'll hit they're, it. They're starting to release stills and pictures pictures from the WandaVision show. Sure. We've seen some stuff from uh, Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. So, I mean... Falcon. Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. <laughs> the, the other ha- bird. The Hawkeye show's a different show. Yeah. Yeah. Winter <laughs> Soldier and Falcon. Bird. The other bird. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the the new content's coming. Yeah. But so far, I mean, at, at seven bucks a month, the Disney thing's... It's still, a, it's still a really big value. Yeah, I think so. I, it's honestly one of the best priced for what you're getting in terms of you know just overall back catalog and what we're going to be seeing more with the new content. Right. Honestly, I think it's worth it for The Mandalorian alone. Sure. That's coming from a Star Wars fan. Yeah. That, you know. Well, and in January, they get back the Star Wars movies that they're missing. They'll, oh, really? they'll get they'll get the they'll get the Last Jedi. They'll get Rogue okay. One. So they're going to have the entire... They'll have the entire thing very, very short. Yeah, because I noticed those were still on Netflix, and I'm like, wait a second, why are you yeah. here? January, Netflix <laughs> is losing a ton of catalog. Oh, man. It's going to be a rough time. Well, you know, actually, since, we, since we're talking about Netflix, I do want to plug one thing real quick that they're doing. I yeah. don't know if you guys, if anyone out there has had a chance to check it out. It's a, it's a fairly new series that they launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called uh, The Movies That Made Us. Oh, I, I saw this. Um, I haven't seen it, but I definitely saw the little ads for it because yeah, it's, it's got cool little... It's stuff that I remember. <laughs> it's, it's the same people who did the Toys That Made Us series. That was really, yeah. really good as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a four-episode first season. And I didn't really I – I just kind of clicked on the first episode because it was like the movies that made us Home Alone. And I'm like, oh, sure. it's Christmas time. Yeah. And I love Home Alone. So I'm going to watch this fucking Home Alone thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I watched it, and I really enjoyed it. It was a so lot of fun. what's, what's the, the format on it? Here, hang on. All right. So I watched the Home Alone one, and I'm like just letting the credits roll. And I'm like, I'm not thinking about what the next ins- installment is. Sure. Except it was Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. So I stayed up late and watched the <laughs> Ghostbusters one. And then I'm like, okay, that's wrapped up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get ready to go to bed here. Chris are rolling and says, up next, the movies that made us die hard. Oh, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm staying up later now. We're done. <laughs> There's no sleep tonight, kids. And then that one wrapped up, and it comes up. The next installment, Dirty Dancing. And I was like, okay, I can go to yeah, bed now. Okay, it's time for sleep. <laughs> no, I did go back and watch the Dirty Dancing, sure. dancing episode. Um, but it, it's a really fantastic like documentary series, okay. kind of exploring how these films kind of got. 
more more how they got made mm. than like behind the scenes kind of stuff. I sure. mean, you're you're, you're talking to. Uh, you know, you you get the director maybe, and you get like the the cinematographer, and, and, yeah. and maybe the scriptwriter. Not so much the actors. You get a few actors here and there, yeah. but like all the kind of forces that come together to make these movies happen. Yeah, and it's it's fascinating, especially these movies that are from like the late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, where it seems like it was a lot harder to kind of get these movies made. Yeah, I uh, would imagine. I, I I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but there were things that like shook me to my core <laughs> like things I thought I knew about Home Alone oh. were wrong Wow. things I thought I knew about Ghostbusters were not quite the way I thought they were mm. things in Die Hard were way crazier than I thought they were Wow. Uh, and even the Dirty Dancing one I mean yeah, I, I'm of that age I've seen Dirty Dancing at least twice sure yeah. uh, so watching that <laughs> one I was, like, I, was like, I was like whoa this is interesting yeah and it, 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 it's just kind of like the coming together of all these different things all these it, all the it, it seems nowadays that yeah. you know movie making is very homogenized. Yeah, you know, it's all the studios are in control, yeah. and it's just like it's a pipeline. Mm-hmm. Even even you know the eighties and nineties weren't that long ago. Yeah, but there was a much more like a uh, happenstance, circumstances, sure. like things had to play out a certain way. So yeah. that, that's that's what makes this four episode first season of the movies that made us very interesting to watch. Yeah, I think I'm and I, I do recommend it. Definitely gonna have to go back and put that on my list. Yeah, it's it's fun and yeah. like, like you know, you, you got a little dude at home. And I'm sure he's probably seen Home Alone at least once or twice by now. The original. You know, I don't know that he has. I'm gonna have to make sure he does though. I feel like that's one of them that you have to see as a kid. You know? the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and then then you watch that special. Now, it, it's funny. The, most of my friends who are of our age range, yeah, have actually been watching. The, the movies that made a special mm-hmm. on Home Alone and then they go back and watch Home Alone oh okay and it's a different like, oh. take on so it so it kind of fires you up in that regard yeah, yeah, yeah. but for the little dude it might be more interesting to watch it what the you know the original film first and, yeah, and then, then go, go back, back. Yeah. into the documentary and kind of that think, might oh, be the way to do it here's it's, how it happened yeah. is Home Alone on Netflix do you think oh that's a good question I don't know I'll it, double check it's gotta be on something if it, not I'll rent it it's gotta be on something not a big deal especially but, uh, this time of year I mean come yeah. on it's a staple you would think yeah so yeah, that's really cool. It, it Definitely going to check that out. Very cool series. I was pretty pretty surprised by it. And again, it's only four episodes. Yeah. And even if you don't watch Dirty Dancing, it's only three. <laughs> but the, the Dirty Dancing one's solid. And I mean, yeah. and the, like, listen, like maybe you're not a big Dirty Dancing fan, but you have to respect the Patrick Swayze. Sure. The Swayze is legit. Yeah. No. So watch it just for him. Honor his memory. His widow is in the is in the documentary. She talks a lot about some of the stuff. Mm. It's, it's very very well done. Um. We have one more thing to talk about, Raj. Yes. And <laughs> it's so funny that we're talking about this last, because I kind of thought this would be the centerpiece of the episode. Yeah. But uh, it won't be. No, I guess not. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about, because it's here. It's finally here. The thing that we've been talking about forever and ever and ever, it seems yeah. like. Crisis on Infinite Nurse. All of them. The the WB, the CW, <laughs> what is it? WB, CW? I don't even know. CW. Yeah. C- yeah. <laughs> Can't I mean, even keep track. Warner Brothers owns the whole thing. Whatever. It's all their same shit. Yeah. There's a W in there somewhere. Yeah, they're they're they they have launched their five part miniseries adaptation, featuring the uh, the Arrowverse characters, and they're doing Crisis. Yeah. Now you're you have not watched them yet. No, I'm a. Uh, I gotta catch up with those. I was under the impression that all five were gonna be done this week, and I could just watch them all on Saturday, which was the game plan. But uh, as the White Shirt would say, yeah, false. Yeah, 
Yeah, much to my chagrin, I will only be able to watch three this weekend. So. Well, I mean, that, that just means you catch up with the rest of America. Sure, yeah. So by this weekend, I'll be caught up with the rest of y'all. So hopefully next week, when we, when we reconvene yeah. uh, prior to the Christmas holiday, yes, yes. we will get to dive a little bit more deeply into the crisis, crisis analysis. Yeah. Um, but I do have to say, there have been ups and downs. Okay. Highs and lows. Yep. That's usually ups and downs. Yeah, yeah. And They're similar. I thought the first episode was really strong. Okay. I thought the second episode was less so. All right. But for reasons I won't go into until you watch it. <laughs> Sounds good. The third episode seemed to kind of get the ship a little bit back on track, but there were some oddities in that as well. Okay. Now, the one thing I will say to you, um, it's potentially a spoiler, so everyone put your earmuffs on. Not you, Roger. You need to know this. All right, I'll take them off. <laughs> it's not plot spoilerific. Okay, so that's fine. Bear with me on this. Yeah. But we spent a fair amount of time on the podcast uh, towards the tail end of summer and into the fall, yeah. kind of sharing the news about, about the cast scenes. It's like, hey, they're bringing in this person, and they're bringing in this person, yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And they're connecting all these you know, different facets of the, of the DC universe on t- that's, that have been on TV over, you know, 30, 40 years, 50 years in the case of Batman 66. Yeah, yeah. And they're incorporating all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, sure, they do, but it's for like four seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which is like, okay, I get it, I suppose. I mean, like, because like, really, what could you have Burt Ward do that would be super hurt? You can't put him in the short shorts and the, in the, booty, <laughs> in the booty shoes. Sure, the yeah. The shoes, that's not going to fly. Yeah, I, to be honest, I expected more. I mean, I've definitely seen the intro scene, you know, where it shows the Earth's being red haze. You get a really cool cameo that I, that I don't think we talked about from Robert Wool, mm-hmm. re- reprising his role as Alexander Knox. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the, the news reporter for the Michael Keaton Batman yeah, verse. Yeah, 89, yeah. Um, which I thought was very, very cool. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Obviously, things have changed in that Batman 89 universe if, if Knox is just sitting on a park bench all alone by himself without getting murdered. I mean, yeah, clearly Batman cleaned things up. Keaton. <laughs> don't fuck with the Keaton. You don't. You, you want to get nuts? He got nuts. <laughs> Big nuts. Big nuts. Big walnuts. <laughs> oh, man. Them bat nuts. Yeah, and then, you, you know, you get a, you, even that, the, even the, you know, again, we talked about it when the casting was announced. I mean, uh, yeah. there, there's a, the, a shout-out to the, the failed Birds of Prey series. Sure. You know, where you're like, oh, my God, this is happening. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to see it all incorporated. Uh, what would have been even more bananas. Yeah. And it's, I think some of the stuff we, we talked about a little bit is like, mm-hmm. you know, what if they flashed like an Earth where it was like the Teen Titans Go universe. It was just mm-hmm. animated. <laughs> that would be trippy. And there's throwing waffles at the red wave coming to kill them all. <laughs> Something, you know, whatever. Yeah, pies, waffles, I, whatever, I, anything. Again, I, I won't go into too much detail until you get to watch the episodes and sure. we'll do a little bit more of a deep dive. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's a bit of a bummer. We got we got we got the first three parts this week, and now it's done until the middle of January, which is a definite bummer. Yeah, I mean, I get it in terms of leaving on the cliffhanger, but that sucks. <laughs> no, and there there's a few things. Like I said, there 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 have been highs and lows. I thought the first episode, I I don't want to call it like perfect or flawless, sure. but it was very very good, and I love the way they ended it. But of course, then they had to go and kind of like ruin the ending 
in the in next the episode. Next one. Right. And it's like, oh, that's so typical of the CW shows. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, we will talk about that more once you watch the episodes. Yeah. Um, and hopefully that'll be, next week will be the week that we kind of do our crisis deep dive. Yeah. Also because as we get closer to the holidays, there's going to be less and less important news to share. Sure, yeah. We got lucky with this dump of trailers and everything, but might be a little light next week. Yeah, next week, it's funny too, because the next week's going to be, you know, we'll probably catch up on on Crisis and maybe, you know, whatever kind of things trickle out, we may talk about, at least to an extent, the the resolution of Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, there's There's a few things. Sure. But, I mean... If we record, we're recording like the day before the rise of Skywalker. So there's gonna be like this kind of like air of anticipation yeah. going on as well as as we all kind of get keyed up yeah. for the for the finale of the Skywalker saga. And uh, so we'll have to we'll have to talk about that as well and oh, kind yeah. of like our expectations and 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 what we're hoping <laughs> to get from that series as sure. it, as it concludes. And uh, Star Wars from that point forward will be going in a new different direction and, and like yeah. what maybe lays ahead for Star Wars next yeah without even having, having seen the film yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it'll be know. it'll be a lot of speculation which as we all know my favorite thing to do is just <laughs> get, guess wildly in the dark at what's yep. happening next <laughs> oh, man. oh man Roger I think we had a, a really solid reunion show how do you feel about it I am feeling very solid right now uh, anything else you want to share with our wonderful listening audience um at this point, I think it's just looking forward to Skywalker and, uh, you know, just get that hype flowing. That's all right. Get that hype flowing. All right, folks, let's wrap this puppy up. Uh, please subscribe to this podcast for if you listen and maybe write some five-star review. Small podcasts like this need all the help we can get. And those those ratings, those five-star reviews kind of get us on, on, uh, on charts and stuff like that. So they help us out quite a bit. And uh, follow the show, social media. Rogers at... Exomega Gold on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. He's doing good stuff over there. I try. You can follow the, uh, me directly for this show at Tomcast underscore podcast on Twitter, at the Tomcast underscore podcast on Instagram. Email me. I'm at TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. And you can join Pophead Nation at patreon.com forward slash TomcastPopcast. Thank you once again to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squidmaster General, Brian Broussard, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. He's also the co-host on the Ringing Ear podcast, so check that out. Check it. And thank you guys so much for being uh, uh, so involved in this show and supporting what we're doing. Yeah. We, we, we love that. Much You guys are going to help us uh, really kick things off in the new year. Uh, we got we got big plans for 2020. 2020 oh, yeah. is going to take the show in a, a bold new world. Yeah. Brave new world. It's going to be the future. Yeah, that's like, right. We're gonna we're gonna do all kinds of uh, genetic testing and and uh, create clones. We might make some dinosaurs, you know. Ooh. You never know. Or we'll make fun of the new Jurassic Park. Whatever <laughs> comes first. Either way. Yeah. You're in for some good stuff. All right, hit us up. What are we, what are we not talking about? Let us know. Yeah. Otherwise, let's wrap it up. He's Roger Smith. That I am. I'm Tom. Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Tomcast Podcast, aka Popcast, a proud member of the Three BZ Network of Podcasts. We'll see you next week. All right. Ciao, babes. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions.